The following show is proudly brought to you by MTN Business. It's go time. Everywhere you go, MTN. The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. Welcome to the Big Small Business Show, the show for all our fantastic entrepreneurs out there who are making money from all sorts of weird and wonderful things and are able to find niches in every part of this economy. One of those uh, entrepreneurs is in studio with me um, and uh, he was greatly affected when imports and exports stopped during last uh, lockdown last year. Kolofelo Gresha Masha, a qualified horologist, you heard that word correctly, horologist, runs a business that designs and manufactures a South African brand of watches, or as he proudly calls it, timepieces. Let's have a look. Masha is a registered company that offers a variety of authentic and quality timepieces with the aim of building a diverse community of timepiece designers and illustrators within the African continent. The founder of the business and qualified horologist, Kolofelo Masha, jump-started the company in 2018, attracting clientele overseas. After gaining a bit of momentum and including repair services into his list of offerings, the COVID-19 pandemic brought a wave of challenges which slowed down production. One of the biggest mistakes that happened with us is that because we, we, we buy our parts in terms of the movement of the world, we don't have the tech in the country right now to manufacture our own movements. So we, we depend on suppliers that do have movements across the other side of the globe. Now the shipping cost sort of like went from being an X amount of money to being like five to six times what it used to be before that, right? And it, that sort of like discouraged us a lot. As a customer, you'd be shocked if something that we used to sell for about 4,000 rands, all of a sudden right now is about 12,000 rands, which would be, the, it was the only simple way that we could have been able to justify the hike in pricing. So one of the things that I did at that time was that I decided to lay low for a while because nothing was working. And I can say that there was a point where I sat down and thought, you know what, I think that's it, this is it. Kolofelo refused to throw in the towel, securing other ways to help keep the company alive. As it stands today, the company has a team of five employees, a head office in Midrand, and a turnover of half a million rand in the last financial year. Kolofelo seeks advice from Alon on how to improve his business altogether. The most Im immediate um, kind of assistance that I, that I need and that my team needs, I think, is we want to be educated. I need to be a better business person by the end of the day. My team needs to be better at managing these facilities that we have here. And in between, in between us becoming the best team in the world to run this company, we just need to be educated a bit more around what we've gotten ourselves into. Welcome, Colofelo. Thank you very much, sir. And I just love the fact that your middle name, your second name, Nesha, is the name of your company, which means time. It means so time, of course. It's all um, synchronous, I should Def I say. Definitely. Excuse the pun. Yeah. Um, all right, let, let's, um, 
talk about the, the business. You started the business how many years ago? Uh, started the idea of the business took shape around 2018. Yeah. And then got incorporated legally around 2019. Okay. And why did you start the business? Why w was it, you know, I always think of uh, Mark Shuttleworth who went mm. up into space and the word shuttle, you know, in space. Yeah, and space and uh, uh, Look, uh, I'd never thought I'd be anywhere close to watches all my life, in yeah. even though I was been, I've been very curious about how things work mechanically and all that. Um, I've started a series of businesses way before that, and yeah. it only happens that with this one, when I started it, it's sort of like, you know, crystallized a bit more compared to what I've tried before in the past. So that's how I found myself into, into this type of business. How do you get your, your clients? You know, you do half a million rands worth of uh, revenue a year, which is great. But how are people finding out about you and why would they choose your particular product over a, another brand name that we all might know? Uh, what has worked for us over time is, um, is the fact that we, we work with customization a lot, mm -hmm. right? Instead of like coming in and taking something off the shelf. So what most of our clients enjoy is the fact that they can come through and express themselves using either one of our timepieces or anything, everything new altogether, right? And what has, worked for our, what has worked for us over the years is that most of our clientele is based abroad than it is based locally. So we've got more clients per week that will order stuff based outside South Africa compared to those that are based locally. So people that have fallen in love in what in with what we do because of the, the Africanized representation of each and every timepiece that we do, or some of them, uh, are people that are not based in, the, in this country. And these clients, we get them via online sources, through our website, and somehow we do email, re-email those that have, that, 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 um, that have um, bought before, and also word of mouth from them, uh, letting other people know where they are, that look, I've got this beautiful thing from these guys. If you want it, they can be able to help you out as well. I in the insert, you spoke about wanting more uh, business to become better at running a business. Yeah. So what are the pains that you're experiencing right now that makes you say that? Um, part of the part of the pains that we that we're experiencing right now is that we we're looking into getting better PR um, uh, strategy into our business, right? Mm, you know, when you start a business, Alan, you you become the the jack of all trades of the business mm. because you start with no funds. You, you most of the things you don't know what to do. You've got the skill. That's what you have in your hand. Mm -hmm. But how to take the skill to the market is a different story altogether. So you take the skill, you make a product, and then you stumble yourself into the market, make a whole lot of mistakes, right? But we've realized that we've gotten it, we, 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 we're getting to a stage right now where we cannot do that anymore. We need to get more better trained people. We need to. I need to learn how to run my business a bit better. Uh, how to handle the finances a bit better, how my team can also be able to serve our customers even in a, in a better light. So then that's exactly what we're cracking down on currently as a business. And if I said to you, uh, why don't you go on courses? Uh, why don't you read? Would you answer me with, I've got no time, I'm too busy? No, 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 I do have time. Okay. I always have time, right? Uh, I always say that doesn't matter what, how my schedule looks like. If things, th for things that are important, every, anybody makes time. So we do spend a lot, of, a lot of time educating ourselves. We do spend a lot of time uh, reading on how to do it better and all that, right? Who's we? Uh, myself with the team, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we do share materials as well. If we do find out other entrepreneurial material online, we do share it amongst each other and, 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 and all that. 
Okay, it, it's time for me to sort of come in here and I'm mm. going to maybe start. I've, I've got two points that I want to get across. One of the books you must buy, uh, which I've mentioned on this show many, many times, is called The E-Myth Revisited by a guy called Michael E. Gerber, yeah. American guy. And he talks about the fact that 96% of businesses fail. And the reason why most of them fail is because he calls it they have an entrepreneurial spasm, i.e., like, I think I'll get into watches, and then they, they do, and then they, they are unable to build the business beyond what he calls the t technician mode. So he breaks down the model of entrepreneurship uh, into three levels. Yeah. The, the technician, the manager, the entrepreneur. The technician is the person with the skills, the person who can make the watches, yeah, timepieces, so yeah. sorry. Ta then there is the manager, the person who can manage the team, who has got the skills, who can make the watches. And then there's the entrepreneur, the person who sees the opportunity for different types of watches, the opportunity for markets who can go and sell and um, come up with new ideas around watches that he puts into production that is done by the technicians who are managed by the managers, etc. And when a business is growing, the, the, the entrepreneur starts off as technician and then stops there. They cannot transition into the manager role or what I like to call, he doesn't call this the leader manager role. And then when they get that right, they don't transition fluidly into the entrepreneur role, which is the opportunity seeker. So what his view is, which I agree with, is that you need to be able to transition across the three. What is encouraging is that you want to. Most entrepreneurs are afraid to and come up with the excuse that I, I, uh, I gave you an opportunity to use, which is I don't have time. Yeah. I'm too busy doing this. There's a lot of fires that I have to put out. I've got no time. So that's a very encouraging response to my, I try to give you a, an excuse, you didn't take it, which was very encouraging for me. So the next thing is now, how do you manage the five people, the four people uh, in, in the business? And so your, your next level is now, the problem is going to be that you are um, friends with them, you're tight with these people, you, you know they, they, they're loyal to you, you're loyal to them, etc. And when it comes to now being the boss, it becomes a little difficult when you've got such incredibly close relationships and a lot of entrepreneurs fail at that point where they have to basically differentiate themselves as I, I'm telling you you need to make 10 of these a week or 100 of these a month or whatever the case may be that's your target and you have to achieve it and if you're unable to achieve it we are not commercially viable and therefore you don't have a job other people don't have a job and I'm going to have to ask you to leave okay yeah so so that transition entrepreneurs battle with. And you're at that phase right now where you're, you're, you're probably tight with a lot of them. You feel incredibly loyal because they work through the night to get stuff out for you, etc. They've sacrificed with you. And that is great, but it's also the thing that will hold you back. So the first thing is in your head to be able to transition to manager. And then it's to go out and, and sell. There are so many websites out there to support entrepreneurs. There are so many programs, there are free programs online on YouTube, etc. But what it means in, in, in my last 30 seconds here, what it means for you is that you have to actually make the time. What I've seen with entrepreneurs, if they do not set aside two hours of growth time a, a week, 
a week. So it's eight hours a month where they say from a Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. or whatever the case may be, be in my diary, it is this is the time I use to sharpen my, my sword, so to speak, to improve. If you don't do that and have the discipline, it means nothing. You, you know, you're in, a, you're in an ocean of opportunity, but you're not drinking, right? So uh, that comes down to the discipline. So what I'm saying to you is, in, in a nutshell, is that you've got the right attitude, I think, to transition to manager. And that means you will probably have the right uh, attitude to transition to entrepreneur, which is fantastic. Most businesses or entrepreneurs don't. And number two, there is so much opportunity out there, free of charge, for you to learn. You just have to go and search, search it, and uh, you will find it. And uh, I just, and my parting note is I just love the fact that your biggest market is uh, export market. It's great for the South African economy and sometimes, as they say, th we don't see, you know, the, uh, the genius in our own country, yeah. we, you know, we, you know it, it takes another country to see the genius that is right here on our doorstep. So I wish you the best of luck. I hope uh, that's given you something to think about. <coughs> and with that, we'll be right back. Everywhere you go, MTN.